looking for a cheap form of therapy? Journaling can provide that and so much more to help you navigate life's ups and downs. Learn how today on the Standout Get Noticed podcast. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 298 of Standout Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. Now, you might be wondering why I'm doing an episode about journaling. It's not something we've spoken about before, but if you followed me for a while, you'll know that developing self-awareness and self-compassion are a really big part of my communication skills and leadership training methodology. And in my experience, I've found journaling to be a powerful tool for doing just that, except it's something I've only ever done for myself. I've never actually shared this process with anyone, which is why I'm so thrilled for you to meet my guest this week, Ingrid Jones. Ingrid is a journal writing facilitator and life coach. She helps individuals, groups, and organizations enhance their well-being and navigate life's ups and downs with a guided journaling framework, which you can find at journalwithingrid.com. Our goal today is for you to walk away feeling inspired to use journaling as a tool for powerful self-reflection, which could very well lead to some kick-ass problem solving and radical transformation for you in a good way. Okay, let's meet the wonderful Ingrid Jones. I have always found writing to be cathartic and I used to use it a lot just to pour out my emotions, put them on the page, those doubts, fears, worries. And a few years ago when I was going through a bit of a tough time and this was pre-COVID, I just noticed one day that I was writing away and I'd feel relieved, but I just had this feeling that I'd written about the same thing in the same way. But you really, you know, that almost like a deja vu, but you're like, this is just too real. So I sort of flicked back through my journal entries and was so surprised to discover how many times I had written about the same thing. And it sort of was quite confronting to go, okay, you're feeling these strong emotions, you're going through a tough time, but you don't seem to be moving yourself forward. So I just sort of thought there has to be a better way to journal. And I knew there were a lot of prompts out there and they just didn't seem enough for me. So what were the kind of prompts that existed? I just feel like, uh, like sentence starters that were just very isolated. So just about a particular topic, you know, and I, I actually didn't do too much research on them. I just sort of made a promise to myself that day to not put my pen down until I changed the way I journaled. And I'm really curious. So I'll just play with things until I've worked out something for myself sometimes. And in that moment, I didn't know how my journaling was going to change. I just sort of had made a little commitment to go try it differently the next time you journal. What changes did you start to make? I, in the way I was writing, yeah. So I just started to explore after like getting my thoughts and emotions down, just started to explore things from a different perspective to go, well, then actually what's going on? Like what's your part in it? You know, what would it look like if you're doing it this way or that way? And from there that I think also being a coach as well, that coaching framework crept into my mind as well to go, oh, you need to be coaching yourself a little bit in a bit more of a thorough way. And that led me to go, oh, now that you know this, what can you do with it? So I just sort of slowly and surely nudged myself forward. And then at the same time, realizing how in acknowledging all my emotions and learning to be okay with them, 
I needed to bring in that self-compassion as well. So then I just learned to bring in a little bit more gentle stuff that has me appreciating my own growth and awareness. Mm. So can I ask what kind of emotions you had to work through in that process? It's hard to pinpoint one because I just feel like it was any challenging or uncomfortable emotion. So I think I grew up thinking that I had to be happy all the time and that there might have been something wrong with me if I was feeling a different emotion. And I used to like sort of walk around going, is anyone else feeling the way I feel? Like everyone seems to have their stuff together because on the outside we all look quite happy most of the time. So if I was struggling with self-doubt or um, that I wasn't good enough or, you know, a fear of trying something new, all that type of stuff would come up. And it quite it took me quite a while to realize, ah, oh, that's about being human. Like that is actually okay. And it's wonderful to feel that way because there's something in it. Mm. And so when did you realize that you could actually put a really strong process around journaling? Two things happened. One was after a trip home on a weekend to see family. And it was, a, it was a lovely weekend, but it was also filled with some little challenges. And I came back feeling a bit frustrated and I sat down and journaled. And my boyfriend at the time called me. It was literally just after I put my pen down. And he called me to see how my weekend was. And I just said to him, oh, you know, it was a little bit of a roller coaster. I had a mix of everything in it. And I came back feeling annoyed. So literally, I've just put my pen down from journaling. And he said to me, what did you discover? And I was just like, that question melted me because I was like, what a cool question. Not were all the thi- not what were all the things that annoyed you, but what did mm. you discover? He wasn't focused on the stress or the problems but my learning and growth to go, what? Wow. And that straight away made me go, I want to have more conversations like that with the people in my life about our personal growth and really celebrate that rather than just the problems. I think it's good to have a balance of both. So I just sort of banked that question, not knowing how that would play out in my life, but knowing I wanted it to be a central part of my Mm. life. And how long did it take to get from that point to actually facilitating journaling with other with other people I think it was a little while I'm not sure maybe a couple of years or a year and a half and then it was at the end of 2019 and I was running a series of well-being talks for some stressed and very tired parents and I ran a session really passionate about it and I got sort of some feedback in that session from a friend who was also participating that some of my ideas, even though they were great, weren't really landing in a way where where everybody was really understanding what was going on or what I think what was happening in my passion of well-being. I wasn't really acknowledging or meeting them where they were with their stress and I was giving them all these strategies that were sort of further on from where they were actually at. And knowing that I had to ditch my ideas for the, for what I had for the second session and I just thought I need to do something different. I need something practical. What could I do? I was, and I came up with I'm going to share the way that I journal and I'd never shared it with a group of people before. So I did that old school style of writing it up on a board as they were learning it. I had no PowerPoint or extra support and as they were learning each step, they had that chance to journal. 
And as that happened, by the end of the session and being in the room with them was was incredible. I'll never forget that moment of hearing how they had gone from a feeling of stress and overwhelm to this sense of peace and calm and hope and possibility. And I had these, it's a goosebumpy style moment to go, I have no idea what anyone has journaled about, but to have facilitated this shift in the room where they all feel more empowered and more connected with themselves there's something in this and there's something that I want to keep sharing with people. And so from there, you you made it official? Well, yes, I started to, I was looking for opportunities just to run it in, in person and then COVID hit. Mm. So it was that opportunity to take it online. And that first year of lockdowns, I just really refined my process and started engaging with people and developing it, listening to their questions and just really developing this process so it really meets their mm. needs. And what what has surprised you to throw that question about back to like what have you discovered? What what have you discovered or been surprised about in terms of what people, participants are getting out of the journal sessions? In the beginning, I just get so surprised at the changes or shifts people would make in such a short amount of time. So those messages of I've been in therapy for a long time and all of a sudden this all makes sense and I feel so empowered or I feel so alive and then what really surprised me of the people who have used it over and over again when they'll tell me all the changes that have happened in their lives or that they've become kinder towards themselves. I've got a regular journaler who said to me one time when whenever she makes a change her sisters will go, it's the journaling, isn't it? When they notice a positive change in her behavior and she just goes, it's wonderful. So they can even tell the changes, but, but they'll refer to it. Mm, Yeah. That's, that's amazing to hear. Now I know Ingrid, you like from experience and from what you've seen with your community, you know, you've seen the benefits and you know, the benefits of, of journaling, but I also know that you've done the research around the actual science behind it. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, it's incredible. There is a incredible science and information about writing in general. So let's talk about pen and paper. Not tapping on the phone, no. tapping on a laptop doesn't, doesn't count. <laughs> what about the remarkables? You know how the people have those remarkable devices that they write on? It's like an iPad, but you write on it. Look, Does I, that count? I reckon it does, Okay, actually, because I, th- I have a feeling it's the movement of the pen. Right as if you are handwriting. Mm. I'm not sure. I haven't found the studies on that yet. (laughs) I'll let you know when that changes. But with pen and paper, so it's really amazing what happens. When you are writing, it actually activates a part of your brain that filters out a lot of information we'd normally be receiving. So it slows everything down and makes you really present for yourself. And the other thing writing does is it activates both the left and right brain at the same time. So not all activities that we do do that and writing is one of those ones. So that left side, your analytical logical side is at work as you get ideas down and then the right side, your creativity, which opens you up to ideas and possibilities and inspiration. And while that's open, it's like you open the doorway to your own intuition and it fast tracks your ability to solve problems on an emotional level than if you were just thinking through things alone which for me sort of makes sense when you learn that we have over 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day just going round and round. So if you've ever felt overwhelmed or stressed or weighed down by your thoughts, usually it's because we're trying to solve it all from inside our mind rather than getting it down and 
tapping into our creativity to get a fresh perspective. Mm. Even even like writing a list of mm. things to do that day, it's not really journaling, but it's still at least getting, I find it, get, it gets my thoughts out onto paper, which really helps as well. And you probably remember what you are set to do that day more because you've written it, because you've still, you know, engaged all those benefits from writing. Mm. So in your experience, Ingrid, what do you find holds people back from actually getting started with journaling? There are lots of things. A few of them are an overwhelm of a little bit of fear, I would say sometimes, or overwhelm of like, if I put my thoughts on the page, all of a sudden they're going to feel more real. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to, I don't want to know actually how maybe harsh I am being or overwhelmed I'm feeling onto the page because then there's this feeling of, I don't know what to do next. So sometimes there's this feeling of, I don't, I write it down, but don't know what to do with it. Um, sometimes people worry about what if somebody else sees it, which is a real thing. And then also it's just a lack of framework or guidance. So it's, you know, if we're learning a new skill, we often sign up to a course or we ask for help or tutoring or there's so much information out there. And then when it comes to journaling, which is the most self-reflective personal form of writing, people just go, go journal. It can feel overwhelming without any guidance or framework. Is that what like some therapists might say? Like Mm. to, to someone like in a session or a psychologist might be like, why don't you just try journaling about your feelings but there's no actual specific instruction around how to journal yeah I think that that's a common thing Mm. okay so how important is it to have that kind of structure around it I think it's I think it's everything because I feel like as human beings like life is a roller coaster ride we have our emotions our ups and downs and having a framework that actually moves you forward step by step it takes the thinking out of how to journal and it's, it's like a really great friend who can take you on a walk and support you emotionally. And we still need those great friends. I'm not at all suggesting that journaling replaces that. But in that same way, you can go from one step to another without thinking, am I doing it right? What if I get so stuck that I can't move forward? It will just naturally help you to do that. Mm. So what would you say to the people who are afraid of what thoughts are going to come out because that's a that's pretty hectic like that's a big fear especially for people who might have been holding their thoughts in or not wanting to fully recognize them um you know what would you say to someone who might suspect that they are struggling with that first of all be really kind to yourself that you're not alone you are definitely not alone And set yourself up in an easy way that you feel free to journal. So use any old notebook. Do not get your most beautiful notebook where you want to keep everything precious and perfect. Really old scrappy notebook or loose leaf paper that you can even burn and tear up at the end. So you don't have to keep it. So just having that freedom, you can keep it if you want, but you actually don't have to. So just knowing that getting it out has so many benefits over keeping it and being worried of not being free. So if I knew someone was going to be looking over my shoulder as I journal, there is no way I would journal. Of course. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm not handing it over to anyone. But that freedom enables me to let go. Do you ever reread your old journals? Not really. So what do you do with them? Scatter them around my apartment and then and then one day come and have to find them all. <laughs> sometimes, but you so, don't throw them away. Not yet, because I actually sometimes flick back through them because I get journal themes from it. 
Right, okay. So I think because because journaling is so close to me, I can't quite throw it out because maybe one day I'm going to do something with them. But I've got people in my journal community that have a shredder under their desk and write on loose leaf paper and in it goes straight away. So it's really, okay, so I think that's reassuring to, to know that you don't even need to like keep it mm. or like refer back to it later. It's just so it really is just that process of getting it out. Mm. Because if you're in a not so great place, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or even in a dark place, I don't know if it's very healthy to go back and reread those darkest moments. But if you've journaled in a way that allows you to vent and express, which is so important, see it from a different perspective and bring this kindness towards yourself to go, I am human, I'm not alone. And maybe there's a little change that I can make just for today. That shift right there at the end, that's the important stuff. So you go reread that or go do something with it and, and let it free you up to keep having a go at life. And I just say have a go as in have a go at anything that you're doing or trying that for me is more important than the rereading of where you started. Mm. So can we talk about some how-tos, so get specific with some strategies here. Mm -hmm. How can someone use journaling as a way to overcome a challenge? So let's say, let's take an example. Um, let's say I have a really overbearing boss and she puts a lot of pressure on me um, to get things done. And I'm feeling really stressed and anxious at work. Um, how might I use journaling to, to manage that? Firstly, you just need to be able to ex express what you're feeling because what you're going through in that challenge, in that scenario with the boss is very real and valid. So that stress and frustration needs to come out. You can't go finding a solution until you've got it all out. Once you've got it all out on a really, really simple level, if you just want a way to move yourself forward is to how am I feeling and what's on my mind? Wait, sorry, before we get to that, the getting it all out, is that like the rant? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, the vent. <laughs> the you vent. can vent, complain, okay. you can celebrate, you can reflect, whatever it is. But in that moment of getting it out, don't try and fix or solve. Right. So really just give yourself the time to be heard. I always like to describe it as if you've got something on your mind and you, you pick up the phone to talk to your best friend. In that moment of starting to tell them that rant about your boss, you are not ready for their good ideas. You're All their feedback, you're just like, girlfriend, just hear me out. Like yeah. listen to what I'm saying. And that's what that first getting it all out is really important. Mm -hmm. Then it's all about thinking about what can I do with it? How can I learn from it? how could I see it differently or what's my part in it? Mm. And I say that loosely because sometimes it's not your fault, you know, it's, 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 it's so individual and personal. But if you start from a vent to then go, how can I look at this differently or what's the gift in this or what could I change, just that simple perspective shift, your brain is a solution-finding machine and it will start to find answers. And you might not have the solution straight away, but it might help you start to communicate differently or it might help you research how to how to deal with tricky bosses or book that appointment with a therapist to discuss it further and, and upskill yourself so that you can go, you know, resolve it however you want to mm. work yeah. on it. Is that the last is that the last step? No. Else? Oh that was just a quick sorry, that was just a quick like if you need to start journaling right now. Okay. So really it's all about letting it go. I'm gonna go back a step. 
It's all about letting it go. Then it's about digging a little deeper to go, what's my part in it? How am I feeling? What am I doing or not doing? Then after that is to bring a little bit of self-compassion and forgiveness because we can be so harsh against ourselves. So to just to really go, oh, yeah, I have been doing this or not. This beautiful forgiveness is woven into it to just be kind to yourself. So we literally writing, I forgive you? Yeah. Okay. Like I forgive you for feeling really anxious about like a small thing. Yeah. Or I forgive you for reacting in this way. Yeah. Or I forgive you for holding on to this problem for so long and not doing anything about it, even something like that. And sometimes it just brings that compassion in that then realigns you with your values and what what is important to you. It sounds like self-compassion is really – like really important for you in Mm. like not just for yourself but also with supporting other people yeah and I think that came through all my coaching I used to work with people and see the internal stuff coming up and I always felt like I wasn't helping them enough because they would come back with the same sort of problems or issues and even though they were achieving their goals they were still carrying this harshness against themselves all the time and I could see myself in that as well And I was like, we need to be kinder. As human beings, we all need to be kinder towards ourselves. And as soon as you become a little kinder or more compassionate, it ripples out into everything that you do. Mm. It really even impacts your relationships. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I love the whole thought of you got to fill your own cup first, you know, with, with love before you can then, before your cup can overflow Mm. with love for other people. Mm. And if you're not used to doing that as well, this is what a, why a framework is so great because it mm. just takes that pressure off. Now I've got to be kind to myself because it just effortless, effortlessly guides you to do that. And how long do you think is worthwhile for a journal session? Is there a time frame around it? Like how long should we be journaling for? About four hours a day. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> My hand will fall off. No, not at all. Is there a particular time of day? that you find journaling works better for you? Uh, usually the morning for me, but I am a morning person. So I say find what works for you. Be really playful. I don't like to be too prescriptive of the exact amount mm. of time. So I generally say journaling for me is like a bit of a treat. It's the length of a cup of tea. So I'll always have a cup of tea with me if I'm in a cafe or at home to journal. Yeah, it takes 20, 25 minutes. If you have less time, journaling in 10 15 minutes works as well mm. so you just get to be flexible on the day or on the week f- with your own schedule i can i can share what doesn't work if anyone wants uh, to yeah. listen because i've tried i try diligently <laughs> to keep a journal um and i always think oh i'll journal before i go to bed <laughs> like i'll go to bed i'll like quiet time to myself i'll like wind down get all my thoughts out and then i'll drift off to sleep peacefully <laughs> what really happens <laughs> Is I stay up late watching Netflix with Aaron. I go, crap, I've got to have a shower, get to bed. By the time I get to bed, I'm exhausted and I try and I pull out my journal and I've written like five lines and then I can't read my writing anymore and I'm falling asleep. So that absolutely does not work for me. <laughs> I need to stop journaling last thing at night. Okay, well, that's good to know because yeah. sometimes it can help if you've had a stressful day mm. or if you can't sleep. The other thing I don't think works is putting pressure on yourself that you have to journal every day. Take the pressure off. Sort of you want to set it up in a way that you look forward to. 
If you start just doing it once a week, that's actually enough. You'll benefit from it every time you oh, do good, it. Oh, good, because I feel guilty when I look at my journal. I'm like, I haven't journaled for a whole week. No, I feel bad about but it. But if you're journaling once a week, you go, yeah, I'm journaling once a week. That's more than zero times a week. That's true. So I just figure play with it. If once a week is all you can fit in your time, that is wonderful because you're still checking in with yourself once a week. Mm. I've got people in my journal community that only journal when I facilitate a session or when they can make it. So it's once a week. So, you know, it's fine. Well, I come to your, I mean, mm. not every single week, but I do come to your the journal sessions that you run for the One Roof community, um, which I'll link up to if, if you don't know who One Roof is, if you're listening. And it's amazing. Like, and I, like I would never sit down for that amount of time and journal by myself if it wasn't for you in that session. Um, so before we wrap, Ingrid, tell me about, tell me more about your journal community. I was just going to quickly ask you, what have you got out of the sessions? That's a good question. What I have got out of the sessions is I really love the framework that you offer because I wouldn't go through that framework myself because my natural form of journaling is to just reiterate like what happened during the day, like woke up at 6.30, did this, did that. It's less about how am I feeling and what can I discover from this and utilize and and integrate into my life, which is something that you take us through in, in the session. And I think also you just create this really beautiful environment of like um, compassion and, and self-care and just being there with you and, and other people. Just it, You say at the start of the session, you get us to take a deep breath and go relax knowing that this is time for your well-being and you're, you've taken time out of your busy schedule to be here today for you. And even that just makes me go, oh, I'm, you know, I've done it. Like even just rocking up is an achievement. Mm. Beautiful. Um, so there you go. Testimony for Ingrid's <laughs> journal session. You don't need to tell, uh, tell anyone about it now, but no, I do want to hear. So tell us about um, the, the public uh, community mm. that, you, that you have. I do. A private community, I should say, but available to members of the public. Yeah, yeah it is. And it's available to anyone who has learned the process because I want people to learn it first and mm. sit with it. You can learn it via, I run it via live workshops online or there's a self-paced video course where the steps are broken down in bite-sized videos so you can learn it straight away. That's found on my website. And then anyone who has learned it via video or via a live workshop can come along and just try out the journal community or participate. And what that is is that ongoing weekly sessions where you are looking after yourself and your well-being mm. and you're celebrating your personal growth with like-minded individuals. And we never read our journal entries out, <laughs> just in case. That was my next was question. Worried, I know because the word journal and community never really go hand in hand, but we've made it work in a really inspiring way. And I'm getting to have these beautiful, rich discussions of what did you discover every single week, and it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and of course, no pressure if you don't want to share at all. That's that's what no. I've that's what I've gotten from your sessions as well. Um, and so, when do you meet, and how can someone find you? Sure. The, we meet on a Saturday morning via Zoom, 9am till 10.15. That's Australian Eastern Standard yeah, Time. It is. It is. So I think if you're in North America, that would be your evening. Like Friday. A, like a 6pm or 5pm on a Friday, mm. depending where you are, obviously. Yep. And there are weekly guided video support as well that gets sent out that that captures my themes and variety and inspiration. So if the time frame doesn't work out, you can have a weekly video too. 
A huge thanks to Ingrid Jones for being such a wonderful guest on the show this week. You can learn more about her journal framework and how to connect with her at journalwithingrid.com or you can visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 298. If this episode resonated with you or you think a friend or a colleague would benefit from hearing it, please do share it with them so that we can get this wonderful message out to more people. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next time. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Get Noticed.